Welcome to Childish Behavior, the mythical adventures of two spastastic family pastors. Good morning, everybody. This is Childish Behavior with Rick and Aaron, and we are here to attack your ear holes with some awesome knowledge. Wait, wait a minute. Ear holes again? Yes. I, I took them out of the box. They are uh, newly minted 2019 ear holes. I wish you would stop using, and we've, we've had our, our guests say you should stop using the term ear holes. You, I don't think so. No, listen, Carl made one question about it, but Carl also makes really funny videos where he assaults trees. So <laughs> don't even get me started. I'll be honest with you. You're grossing people out with the ear hole conversation. Well, you know what? We all have ear holes. My grandfather used to say, you know what they say about ear holes? Everyone has one and they all stink. That's the wrong. And then I was like, and then I was like, grandpa, most people have two ear holes. And he's like, not me, because I went (laughs) off to the war. That's not good, grandpa. Um, Inform your grandpa that's not the saying at all. My grandpa kind of just made his own thing. <laughs> that makes sense. My grandpa, of- my grandpa was in the Korean War and Vietnam War. Like he, like so. I don't want to like. I don't want to say anything bad to him. Well, tell him uh, thank you for me when you get a chance. I went to Korea for a year, and it was it was pretty nice. They're very welcoming. They they were very gracious of all the hard work that the soldiers put in over there. Okay, I was fixing to say <laughs> they weren't very gracious when he went. Well, that was the North Koreans that weren't gracious. The yeah, South Koreans were very gracious. And to this day, they're still very welcoming. They sh- shook my hands while I was there. Very cool. nice. Welcome to C-SPAN with Rick and Aaron. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, anyways, um, we're going to skip past Rick's weird uh, conjecture there. I'm off my meds. <laughs> We're going to talk about today's subject. Um, we're going to talk about object lessons. Um, it's I that, object. He, he objects to object lessons. This, well, I just told you this isn't C-SPAN. There's no objecting here. This isn't some courtroom. What if it's the injection of objection? That's our new uh, book. We're going to read. A, we're going to make a book about object lessons. We're going to read a book. We're going to read a book to children about object lessons. Hello, kids. We're going to teach you about books. This is a book. Everybody else in the universe of ministry is trying to write a book. We're just trying to read one. All right, kids, sit down. We're going to read you this entertaining (laughs) book called Purpose Driven Life. Please don't uh, attack me, writer of Purpose Driven Life. I'm not. I'm not attacking him. I'm just saying we're going to sit down and read it to kids. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he may take it negatively, so I'm just letting him know. We, we mean nothing negative. Oh, my goodness. I'm also not mean saying him? your name so you can't sue us. So there's that. Dude, what do you mean? Us Ricks, we we roll together. I'm, his name's I'm, Rick Warren. I'm, my name's Rick Wadsworth. I'm, We're practically related. You can't use his name, and I'm warning you that <laughs> you can't use his name. Why? Everybody knows he wrote that book, and it's a good book. I read it. I'm just saying I was going to read it to children. It's a Rick thing. You wouldn't understand. This See, is true. I have a, a Rick W's. We roll tight. Well, I want to tell you that there's a lot of difference between you and him. I know. Other than your initials, there's nothing nothing similar. 
What are you talking about? I wear Bahama Mama shirts sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, can we get back on our subject today? I like Magnum P.I. <laughs> We've digressed again. And I apologize. We have a topic of today. Um, we didn't even spin a wheel. We just came up with a topic today. And it's on object lessons and the use of object lessons. I suggested this topic. And I'll be honest with you. Because I'm doing a fun series um, called Overflowing Joy. In the whole theme of the series, I did a science theme. So it's Joy Labs. Um, and with it, we're doing all my object lessons are science-based. So I just keep blowing stuff up. Like making stuff grow. And and it's pretty pretty exciting. You know, I, I took... Science! Took baking bump ba dump ba dump bump like I took bump ba dump ba dump bump bump he's lost it again we did science sorry see they can't sue us if I just sing the song this is true this is true all right so tell us about your weird science well I mean the first one I did was baking soda and vinegar volcano yeah kind of over overflowed and then so you're talking about overflowing the love of Jesus yeah. Um, and then I did, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, that's a really awesome, that's an awesome object oh, lesson. It was uh, hydrogen peroxide. When you peroxide. get older, it comes much easier to draw blanks. <laughs> hydrogen peroxide and um, yeast mixed together. What does that do? And that was full of it. It does pretty much the same thing. Oh, elephant uh, toothpaste, if you do it right. Oh, but, but that's different, though. Elephant toothpaste is more foamy and cool. I did it one time. I'll tell you this, please follow the instructions. We had it shoot up to the like thirteen to fourteen feet up in the you put, in the ceiling. Did you put too much yeast in, probably. <laughs> and there is still elephant toothpaste on the roof of our church. Well, I'm debating on using this new one I've seen, where they've taken baking soda and they stick it in the mustard. Uh, what? You, yeah, if you haven't been on the I Love Kidman page, there was a video on there very recently, and I was like, ooh, because I'm at the end of the series, and I'm like, this may be the one. This may be this, I got you. this may be the champion of the series right here. Early shoots it straight to the ceiling. Wow. Like it is it is insane. Like they had on like one of those little kids, like kindergarten table tables. Yeah. And the teacher like like I'm pretty sure that's up, what we did. Screws the lid on and shows and like and it gets all bubbly, and then she opens it and whoosh, hits the ceiling. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> It was cool. We we it shot up in the air. The uh, it looked like a I was having a Gallagher like a uh, comedy show because I told all the front row people I'm like wear a poncho. <laughs> That's, I need to do that, but I'm, I'm totally debating on using that one this this Sunday to finish our series. So it should be pretty epic, epic, epic. And if there's any listeners out there that live in Columbia, Kentucky, you want to come. <laughs> hunker down during like what 12 30 in case your house explodes that's not 12 30 i don't know when do you do church we actually we probably get up because we start out we do something kind of cool where we start in with the adults and then we leave during offering to come upstairs oh that's cool so we get to do the worship because there's always that argument back and forth should kids be in big worship should they not be in big worship no, no, no this and that and my argument always is 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 what are they doing during the speaking part? You know, they're not learning anything because it's not on their level. Uh, so what are you teaching them inevitably? You're teaching them how to sit down and be quiet, which is not helpful to their soul yeah. and their salvation. So why not, you know, I get 
I get letting them see the adult sportship and stuff in that aspect of it. So we do that, and then we move up. Plus, you work yourself out of a and job if you tell them that you don't need to go anywhere. That's, that's true, too. Yeah. That's true, too. <laughs> but like, there's also, what's something really neat that we started doing, though, is the series that I'm doing mm-hmm. is the same, uses the same verses that the senior pastor is doing. So we learn the same same things. Right. I kid-friendly it and teach it in a kid-friendly way but we're still doing the exact same scripture. It was cool. Like there's several times, there's many actual times that the themes of what we're learning uh, in big church is what we're learning in B kids. And uh, even though we might not have talked about it, I just think it's really cool that don't uh, know, God works it out is, that way. Is B kids is what is Rick's yes. children's, the children ministry at Rick's church. So our church CBC is called kids. Bethany. And so we're called B Kids. Yeah. I like that because it's being a kid. I like it. I get it. Ours is CBC Kids because we're Columbia Baptist Church. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Then we have CBC Youth because I'm all about branding. Underground. Yes, we are the underground. The youth is the underground, which because it's in the like the basement of the church. And we have like a huge floor in the basement and they pretty much have free reign over the basement. And so I was like, Oh, it's, it's, it's even got like a, like a side door. That's like, like a, like an underground, I don't know, party scene type thing. Where it needs the church. to look like a, it needs to look like a fallout bunker. That would be awesome. You climb um, down and eat spam. And then uh, like put on gas master and We're worship. Not, you, see, you have a different vision of underground than I do. <laughs> But anyways, back to our object lesson thing that we're trying to talk about today. Rick is Rick is on a tangent theory today. I'm on a tangent train. Uh, but bunkers could be object lessons too. They could. Now let me ask you this, Rick. What are some cool object lessons you've done? Well, we've done uh, we've done a couple of the really cool. Like a lot of times, what I like to do is I will draw attention to something on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then I will. I will start out with it through a game. Like we'll do a game with Legos. Um, we'll do a game with certain things where the kids have to build something like build a bridge. And we might talk about unity that day. So at first they don't really know what they're doing. Uh, then I kind of explain it to them. Uh, you know, one day we were talking about um, the different pieces of armor that, you know, the armor of God. So I would mm-hmm. actually uh, have some police officer friends that allowed me to bring in riot gear and we put some riot gear on. Oh, a that's kid, pretty cool. Like a helmet and a shield and the belt with all the stuff on it and stuff like that. And, uh, that was kind of cool. Cause it, it kind of let them see physically like what, what the, what God was talking about when he's talking about, you know, putting on the armor of God, we've got, we had somebody that let us borrow a, a Roman, short sword that's cool so they could see what those different things like but uh you know Wait, one of the object lessons that i really loved a lot was talking about faith uh-huh. and about how we, we can't just trust our eyeballs so i brought this big huge industrial fan in and we talked about how the winds can can knock over trees but you can't really describe what wind looks like and so we got this, these two big fans and we had, we gave kids these objects 
like feathers or whatever. And we had them hold their hands out and this big fan came through and just shot the feathers and paper all over the place. And, and it was one of those things where I had a couple kids go like have Eureka moments where they were like, that was so cool. Rick brought these cool fans in, but they were able to like talk to their parents about faith and about like, just because we don't see certain things doesn't mean that that doesn't, that that negates that it's there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so my kids still talk about that a lot. I've got a man over the years, there was a lot of object lessons. I've got a lot of object lessons that went sideways too. I'll have to share those with you. I've had, uh, but, uh, I've had some that went sideways also. But uh, I love object lessons, and I'm a big proponent of using them because I think it's it's the modern day parable in a lot of ways. Oh, definitely of connecting kids. Definitely, I mean that's what, and that's what I, I always use them because I feel it's it's exactly the way Jesus taught most of the times. He taught with parables. He taught with 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 the fish, you know, some people are like, Oh, well, it's so cool. This miracle is feeding with fish and stuff, but he used that later on to teach a lesson, you know, you know, Jesus is the perfect teacher. So he understands that he needs to use all the, the aspects of a person to help them understand things. And so that's what he did. Um, I mean, I've used everything from illusions, AKA magic tricks to science stuff to just like the other day, I, which was just kind of funny. Uh, I had asked, I thought my wife had a dollar bill. And um, so I was just going to get it from her Sunday, whatever, for my object lesson, because I was doing one in the sanctuary uh, for Sanctity of Life Sunday. And um, she didn't have one. She's like, I did, but I just used it. So I asked one of our members, I was like, does anybody have any cash in their pocket? You know, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever. So somebody gave me a $5 bill. Um, and so I'm up up there in front and explaining that that no matter what I do to this $5 bill, you, you still want it, right? Because it still has worth, you know, because we still have worth. No matter whether we're beaten down, torn, no matter how old we are, new we are, we still have worth. And it was funny about it is I'm sitting there doing this, this object lesson with the kids and stuff and the saying who wants this five dollar you still want this five dollars yes 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 of course i do yes um well then i turned because i didn't think about asking this ahead of time and i go is it okay for me to rip this five dollar bill <laughs> luckily the person i borrowed it from is like yeah that's fine he works at the bank so he knew that he could turn the five dollar bill back in even though it was ripped <laughs> so i ripped somebody else's money right in the middle of the service to make a point to kids which was pretty hilarious and i was like Shh. And then I was like, would y'all still take it? And of course the kids would. And they got the point. The whole church was kind of dead silent in the reality that, hey, yes, uh, no matter what, we have worse to God. You know, no matter how big, small, new, old, beaten up, torn, whatever, we all have worse. It was kind of a cool object lesson. It was probably my That's awesome. Probably one of my favorites. You know, you do know though that you committed a crime and then you did you you implicated a man that works at the bank that should not <laughs> It's not a crime. To deface money? No, not like that. That's different. There's mm, there's deface it's know. intentional defacing to get to use it for something. I wasn't defacing it in a negative way. <laughs> well, it depends on who unless you're on today's people's court. <laughs> unless you're an atheist. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> unless you're an atheist, then I guess I was. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Um, okay, 
So when you do object lessons, especially if they're intricate and they are some somewhat um, remind me of like our chemistry teacher friend, Josh. J Josh Denhart. You have to prepare those things, right? You have to kind of like practice them and make sure that you have your timing right. And I remember like reading this book and I had my, my message already. I'm, I'm, I'm very much one of these guys that um, when I was an intern, I was like, I would write my message and then I would see if there was something cool that I could add to it. Oftentimes, which is a no-no, it is a no-no. Do not build your lesson around an object lesson or I see this really cool thing. Let me construct my story around it or whatever because it just doesn't work. You see that so, all the time. Right. It's bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Um, so it, it, you want your object lessons to enhance the already uh, inspired story, not detract from it. And uh, so we were, I had a, a couple of intern friends with me and they would do a lot of that. They would read a book and have this cool thing and then make a whole lesson around it. So I was like, I kind of felt I need an object lesson to go with my story. So I had my whole lesson done out. And so I looked at this book a couple hours beforehand and I'm like, hmm, this looks like a really good one. I think I have all the supplies. I think I have all the stuff. I did not practice it. And it went horrible. It failed but, miserably. Okay. So the only two people that knew in the room that I botched it severely was me and my youth pastor. <laughs> I was able to, to pull a slick kind of, I meant for that to happen scenario where I yeah. was able to like walk out of it where I was like, ta-da, look at that. Isn't that cool? And they're like, but it didn't work. And I was like, exactly. And I took, and I basically <laughs> acted, I acted like that's what we do with our faith sometimes, you know? And I think people could see my face getting red because I was like, oh no, this, I totally botched this. So when my youth pastor pulled me off to the side later the next day, he's like, you need to go over your object lessons and practice them next time, like over and over and over again. And I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, he's like, the kids didn't know that you botched it, but I know that you botched it and you need to get better about it. He said, but I, uh, I sure do uh, respect the way that you tried to get out of it yeah. and make it look like you meant to do it. You saved the day by like you saved the lesson. Cause that's kind of right. what you got to do though. Sometimes you got to just, Roll the punches and keep on, keep on going. So tell me where you botched something. Uh, All right. Most of the, my biggest issues are when I do some kind of illusion, some kind of trick, something that's meant to look like something else, or whatever. Because what happens is, is the kids, like everybody else, when they see an illusion, they want to figure it out, and so they miss the entire lesson. Because they're too busy trying to figure out how I did it. Right. And so, like, the worst thing ever is, like, there's been a couple times when, like, I used to do an object lesson every Sunday in front of the church. And, which we stopped, which I was grateful that we didn't, because it's hard to come up with one every single Sunday that makes sense. And you got to feel like you got to one-up yourself. Yes. And I mean, the adults loved it and stuff, but it was just hard to keep something like that going. Um, well, 
a lot of times when I did the trick based lessons, the first thing you hear out of the kids, well, you did it this way. Well, you did it that way. And I'm just like, uh, that's not the point. You're missing the point. No, I didn't. You missed the point. So I ended up half, spending half the time trying to explain away stuff instead of actually teaching them the actual lesson because they missed the point altogether. And so then they're stuck on the how I did it for the rest of the time and never actually paying attention to what I'm actually teaching. So sometimes our object lessons can just be just distraction more than a, yeah. more than a help. So this one wasn't botched. This one was actually pretty clever. I thought this was really clever. So we were talking about, you know, how Jesus performed miracles and we were going to do a little thing about Jesus turning the water into wine, uh-huh. you know? And uh, so what I did is I got this, I found this really cool um, thing at Walmart where it was like a, a pitcher, like one of those really ornate pitchers. Yes. It had like a little tiny bottom at the bottom of it mm-hmm. where it sits and, um, what I did, it was clear, it was see through. But what I did is I took some Kool Aid packets and and put the packets in the in the bottom, right? Yeah. So when I add water, it makes a color, uh-huh. right? And so all the kids are like, "What? Oh my gosh!" And everybody's going crazy and thinking it was the greatest thing that they ever did. Yes. One kid yells, "Pastor Rick is Jesus," <laughs> and then <laughs> another kid yells. My mom would love you. She drinks wine all the time. Wow. <laughs> and so we're like, you know, I'm turning red and I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? Right. It like totally derailed the whole situation because like the two people, one kid thought I was Jesus and the other kid's like, my mom drinks wine. And you need to come over to our house and show her that trick or something. And I'm like, this is. I need to get out of here right you, now. You have uh, failed. <laughs> right. So every all the adults are laughing. The lady in the back's probably like the husband and wife couple are like hiding. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I don't drink that much wine. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> it's hitting the kids like, no, the whole pitcher. Mom would drink the whole pitcher. <laughs> poor lady. I know, right? Poor, poor oh. lady. Well, anyway, I, I guess I can't sit still. That's the problem. I, That's why I use object lessons because I can't sit still. And object lessons help me as a child because I need something to happen for me to be to stay focused. All right, I'm gonna do an object lesson for you. All Say right, you I'm go ready. to the movie, right? And you're sitting there and you're eating popcorn, I, and I someone starts doing their taxes right in front of you. Like, and eating it. crumpets I and clanging glasses while you're trying to watch the movie. It's a little hard to follow. That's kind of what you're doing I, right now. I hate it already. It's like you're spring cleaning while we're doing our podcast. I, I'm not spring cleaning. It's not spring. I, I, think the, I think the microphone picks up a lot more than you think. I think that you're having like tea and crumpets over there with maybe like a, a, an old Teddy Ruxpin. And... I'm not spring cleaning because it's not spring. Okay. Well, winter cleaning. But anyway, uh, we digress. We jumped around today. But I think object lessons are great to have. They they are biblically based in a way because that's how Jesus taught. And I think what I, I think there's some do's and don'ts. So do use it for the kingdom of God. 
do yes. uh, practice it and make sure that it's uh, pursuing excellence. Don't do it on the fly and and potentially lose your audience, right? And don't yes. write your lesson around an object lesson, right? Um, yes, which I want to make a comment on that. And I, I missed it earlier, missed my opportunity earlier. That's okay. Um, there was something on one of the, like the ministry pages one time where where all these people were like, oh my goodness, this gigantic beach ball. And they were all like excited about it. How can I use this in a lesson? And they're like, you're already coming at this the wrong way. You know, you shouldn't be, how can I use this in a lesson? You should be, let me set this aside. And what I do is I file most of that stuff away and I keep it somewhere. Um, like in a claw, I have a closet in my office where I keep a lot of the, that stuff at. And I say, here's my object lessons. And I'll bring it back out if it fits the scenario. Yeah. And if I come up with something new and it doesn't fit anything, then I just file it away. And I file it away in my mind. And I file it away physically if I have stuff came with it. Well, that way I can use it appropriately and not just kind of try to make it fit what I want to do. Well, it speaks to a bigger point. And this is something that we can go off on another tangent for another day. So something that we need to hit on that, that I don't think sometimes is talked about is prepping your lessons. So speaking to something that's a little bit bigger, and we can go off on a tangent with this later, maybe on a further uh, series, but like having your lesson ready to go to rock and roll, don't just show up the night before and wing it. I hate that word, by the way, when someone says wing it, it makes me cringe on the inside. Do not wing teaching students about Christ. Do not wing this responsibility that you have, um, like study, give yourself some time to, to, to get it done. What God has told you to, to speak on, speak on it where you can kind of like rest on it through the week. And then that's when your object lessons can come into fruition. You know what I mean? Like if you're kind of simmering in what you're going to teach, you might see something or hear something and then go, Oh man, this will connect the students to this point. You know what I mean? But I think mm -hmm. what what we're in is we're in this um, really fast-paced, busy society where a lot of youth pastors and children's pastors do not study their material. They do not practice. I think what happens is we live in a fast-paced world and youth pastors have so much, children's pastors have so much on them that they're doing all this ministry and they almost their their actual ministry of teaching, which I know teaching is not all of all of what you do in ministry, but it is a big it is important. And and we got to lose sight that we don't put a lot of our energy um, in other things that are flashy and not put a lot of energy into the what we're teaching and we're preaching mm -hmm. and what we're sharing, because um I do understand that some kids may not remember what you say. They know how you treated them, but there are kids that are learning and growing and they need, they don't need the pomp and circumstance and the, the flashbang. They need the word of God, you know, and uh, definitely something that David Platt said one time, I thought it was really cool. Uh, David Platt said he was talking about how, in, I guess it was at one of those secret church kind of things. And um, he said that what do people in other countries have? Persecution, right? Other people in other churches, they, 
in other countries, they do not have projector screens. They don't have children's ministries with slides and all this other kind of stuff. All they have is the word of God. And mm-hmm. if they're caught, they're killed, right? So yes. um, they're, they, they cram into this little room. They turn on a little tiny light and they sing praises to God and they read from his word because that is the one of the only things that really matters. So I'm not, I'm not a Mennonite. I'm not Amish. I'm not saying get rid of all that stuff, but I'm saying that we cannot let all that stuff um, surpass the, the word of God and the love of God. Um, And, you know, it shouldn't be based on let's, let's have the kids be entertained tonight. Um, Even though that's cool to do that, marry that together but spend time teaching and preaching and, and showing in the word of God, because it's all about life change. Yes. So soapbox over. Sorry. Yeah, you were on it, man. Why do we use object lessons? What's well, it's to find a way to teach and make things click. You know, why do we, are we intentional with the way we teach? Why are we intentional about being intentional about studying it's because this is the most important thing. Whether they do good in college is not the most important thing. Whether they do good in school is not the most important thing. Wait, what? That's right there. It'll make a parent somewhere mad. Wait, them going to school isn't important. It is important. But what's more important is them to know Christ yep. as their personal Savior. Oh, yeah. That's why we do this. That's nothing else. That's why. You're right, my brother. That's the, the whole kit and caboodle. Kit and caboodle. I love that. I don't know where that word came from, but I love it. I, I don't know either. It sounds um, like a treat I, for a dog or a cat. Like maybe like I, their anim, like animal food. Can I claim it? Yes. Trademark it. Right. Yes. And then I get, is that, I think that's it, right? Yeah, man. I think that uh, we should uh, let everybody know that we've got a couple of people that called in that are wanting to be a part of our in the trenches. Um, and yes. we're going to start having that roll out the next couple of weeks. Five minutes in the trenches. 125 minutes in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. You know, some of these guys are, are maybe even girls, whatever, it's whatever, whoever we end up calling, talking to, they, it may, the conversation may go on forever. We never know. The never ending story of ministry. Anyways, this has been uh, Childish Paper. Make sure you check us out on all your your social media accounts. Just look for at Childish. We are not on MySpace, but I don't know anybody who is. Um, my grandmother is. <laughs> I don't, if you want to talk to my grandmother, go on uh, MySpace, MySpace. Cool Cat Granny at MySpace.com. <laughs> <laughs> but check us out on all your major uh, podcasting sites. Check us out on social media. Uh, we always, it's fun there just as much as it's fun here. So check us out and remember to always stay, stay childish. Ooh, yeah. <laughs>